Hi, this is Amita Switlow at the QSO VSO West office, and I just met Anne Marshall for the first time, who just brought in some beautiful clothing from her service in Thailand. Tell me, Anne, when were you there? I was there from 1971 to 75. Interesting time. What, what, what did you study before you went? I was at Queen's University, and I studied political science and sociology. And what was your service there? What did you do there? Well, I was there for four years, and the first two years I taught English to, uh, at a boys' school in a provincial town. Um, the town was Chachangsao, and it was about 150 kilometers, or yeah, about that, east of Bangkok. Um, and I taught English to grades 8 and 9. That's what they were at the time. Wow. And then... So four years, you did two terms, so you liked Thailand. I loved it. I came home on a home leave after two years, and then I returned and worked. I, I lived in Bangkok, uh, but the job I did was uh, being, uh, we called it coordinator of, it was called the Harry Durant's Foundation. Or actually, at the time, it was the Harry Durant's Fund. Um, Harry Durant's had been a volunteer in uh, northeastern Thailand. Oh. He and his wife, Ruth, uh, both went as volunteers. Um, and Harry was in agriculture, and he was working at the Agricultural University in Khon Ken, northeastern Thailand. And he was, was killed in a very unfortunate accident oh. at the university. Really? Yes, and Harry and his wife had several children who were, at that point, adults probably in their 20s, or maybe maybe more, so they had gone, you know, into their retirement years, and Ruth loved it in Thailand, and she stayed. She did? She stayed on. Oh, we, you know what, there's a, there's a memorial in Ottawa for volunteers that have died in the field. And, and uh, I saw that the other day, and, and, and Harry's name is there. Name is there. Yes. Oh, well, well remembered. Yes. So, um, so a, a memorial fund. Mm. Ruth wanted to do something, as did the Kuso people in Thailand at the time, in Harry's memory, and they started a uh, a fund, an education fund, education scholarships, huh. and they received donate. Many people wanted to to do something on Harry's death, both yes. both people in Thailand and and friends of theirs in Canada. Um, so this fund was started initially with the donations at the time of his death. Um, and eventually CETA became involved, hmm. and there was a matching grant, ma matching funds. They matched funds oh. that were raised in Thailand and in Canada. Wow. And I can't remember now how large the fund was, but it was of some significance, certainly in Thai Baud. And we actually did fundraising in Thailand as well. Yeah. Walkathons were, uh, were the thing in Canada at the time to earn you know, people would get pledges for however far they could walk. So mm -hmm. there was a walk. There were a couple of walkathons, I think, in Bangkok. Anyway, funds were raised in both Canada and Thailand, and this fund grew to be sizable. And we supported again. I can't remember. Uh, certainly more than a hundred students, and mm -hmm. it was often just keeping them in school. Um, they could be any age, right, from elementary school up to post-secondary. And uh, we sort of, we had a bit of a, a, a network throughout the country through volunteers 
but mostly it was the teachers who were working at the schools that our volunteers were at. Um, and we developed a selection procedure, an interview procedure and the like. And often it was only 25 or 30 dollars in Canadian dollars a year that was given to keep a young child in sort of grade four, grade five yeah. type. Uh, but it did keep children in school and it followed them through. Wow. So now then when you came back to Canada, did you go back to university? Eventually I did. I went to law school. Okay. And you practiced, at, was it at UBC? No, no, it was in Toronto. I in Toronto? Osgood. Oh. Yeah. And then you came back to Vancouver. Uh, I'm from Ontario. Oh, you're so from I, I eventually, I moved after, shortly after law school, I moved to Vancouver with my now husband. Oh, what's his name? His name is Glenn Bell. Okay. So, now yesterday, or the other day, when we were talking on the phone, you've, you've brought in these fabrics, and I was looking at how tiny the outfits were. My outfit. Yeah, yeah, your outfit. And then you mentioned having, going back to Thailand and meeting students. Tell I me about did. that. Well, I'll, I'll, there's two or three stories in here. The first one is the going back. Yeah. I, I went back once a few years after I returned from Thailand back in the, in the 70s. I was it's like, I guess I was there from 71 to 75, so it would have probably been 78 that I went back. And then I didn't go back again until 2007. Huh? And I went with my husband, and we arrived in Thailand and were met by a teacher friend of mine who I'd stayed in touch with over the years, um, who met us at the airport and took us to Chechang Sao. And that afternoon, we decided if I was going to find the other teachers from my school, we best get over to the school. So we went to the school, um, which is now a school how, you know, for 2,000 students, and it's all concrete buildings. Um, it used to be most primarily wooden buildings with sort of a, a field out front that turned into a bit of a mud bath in the rain season, but now it's all landscaped. It has this honking big swimming pool in the front in the front, and uh, it's a lovely looking building, uh, or lovely looking buildings, it looks more like a campus. But we went in and I found my friend who said to me, one of my students, my old students, was now the vice principal. And what was his name, do you remember? Did you, uh, we were trying to, I, we'll think um, about it. No, I'm sorry you asked me that question, because <laughs> that's one of the names that's escaping my memory. <laughs> so he's vice principal. He's vice principal of this large school, which is certainly, uh, which is recognized in Thailand as being one of the, as being a, a very high quality school, a good school, a good, and it's a public secondary school. Uh -huh. um, so he came out and we looked at each other and tried to recognize each other. He certainly recognized me before I could match his face to what I remembered, but I eventually did. And he looked at me with great big eyes and said to me that my old class was some of the students from my old class were getting together for dinner that night. Wow. So here I was, out of the blue, arriving on a night that they were getting together. He said, you have to come. So we did. And there I got together with 15 or 20 of my old students. And at this point, my students were only seven or eight years younger than, than I was at the time. So that made us all, you know, in our 50s. That is this night we met for dinner, so we were we were clearly contemporaries. But that was a that was a wonderful evening meeting with these students. 
<laughs> and they immediately put together an amazing weekend for us where we went on boat trips on the river and stopped at various people's homes, students, old students' homes on the river and uh, had wonderful meals and lovely times together. It was memorable because never in my, you know, in my biggest dreams that I thought I'd get together with any number of my students. These lifetime connections. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were there, you were a slender little I thing. I was a slender little thing. I was. And my, uh, I guess my students saw me. Well, I learned how my students saw me, actually, when I went back. Uh-huh. <laughs> because one of my students said to me during the course of this weekend, Teacher, when you, are, when you were our teacher, we thought you were Miss World. And he, he sort of made the hourglass <laughs> shape with his hands and looked at me and said, and now you're Mrs. World. No. <laughs> that is to say I can't wear my old tie clothes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are teeny. <laughs> um, there was another story that we chatted about. What was oh. that? There was Goodness, there were several. So this reconnection. The reconnection was good. Oh, yes, I know. I, I had a few comments from students when I was there that weekend. And the, 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 the one that was the, well, several of them touched me, but one of them was quite interesting. It was made by a student who, at the time, he was very lively, um, very active, couldn't, you know, always had something to say about whatever <laughs> was being talked about, always had an opinion. He actually, uh, you know, looking back on it, reminded me of what Jerry Seinfeld might have been like at that age. <laughs> So it was like, Jerry, I had this student, Sinchai, you know, come Jerry Seinfeld, holding forth at the back of the room, and I was trying to teach at the front of the room. And I, I, had, a stu- I had a class of about 35 or 40 in a classroom that, that held maybe 30 students. So we had two to a desk, and they always decided they were going to be the ones that sat at the back. And no matter, I think I eventually did rectify that and had them at the front, but... <laughs> Anyway, Sinchai, he, he would, I would often find him holding forth at the back. And he, he and I certainly, uh, I enjoyed Sinchai for the most part. I, there were times I was frustrated out of my wits by him. <laughs> but for the most part, I enjoyed him, and, and, and we did come to a truce. Um, but he came, actually, he came, he, he came up to me when he arrived at this gathering. They, he wasn't there initially, and I'd asked about him, and somebody phoned him, and he, he came, and, and he came and he threw his arms around me, which is most untie-like, um, but he, he nevertheless did, and I, 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 could, I recognized him, I certainly recognized him. And during the course of this weekend, he, uh, he said to me, Teacher, I should have listened to you. I should have listened to you. I went to Saudi Arabia to work, and I needed English. I should have listened to you. <laughs> Oh, and I laughed. He's also the uh, the author of the Miss World, Mrs. World. Oh, <laughs> but he, I, I always knew he had leadership qualities. He, he didn't happen to be using them in a productive direction at the time I had him in my class. But uh, he did have leadership qualities, and sure enough, he is the mayor of his district. Oh, right, that's it. He was the mayor of his district, and he uh, was very proud of that. He'd been elected two or three times, and he took us to his district. 
And uh, he had, he was also very proud of the fact that he had conserved the old municipal buildings and had them, uh, uh, I guess, reinforced and, and, and fixed up so that they were, you know, they were going to continue to stand. So his municipal offices were all of the old style. Beautiful. On stilts and lovely, lovely, the wooden offices. And, uh, Great. He was very proud of that. And the other thing he was very proud to show me was a street sweeper, <laughs> a bright red street sweeper that he'd, he'd, he'd gotten somehow from Germany. And I think he'd actually had it managed to have it donated. But it was this <laughs> Zamboni-looking street sweeper. <laughs> and as we entered this town, those of us who went that day, we all looked before, long before we got to the municipal office and said, gee, this is the cleanest, cleanest place we've been to. <laughs> That's funny. So um, it was good. Now, when you look back in time and you think about that experience and you see the Anne today, how did that impact oh, the Anne today? Oh, well, it definitely impacted, although one didn't, you know, having gone that route, you don't know what it would be like without. Yes. But I'm quite sure it, it changed my, my view of the world and how it operated and view of people and what, was, what is possible, um, and that's, you know, I, I uh, and when I came back to Canada, I never looked at it the same way. You, you just know, mm. you know what poverty looks like, you know what struggle looks like, you also know what, um, you know, joyful, productive lives look like outside the confines of Western you know, development of Western concepts as to what is what is desirable and what is progressive, um, and and then you know, and this is all in addition to being much more sensitive to cultural differences and language differences and the like. But I think it uh, it certainly it certainly set me on a path that I was probably wanting to be on in any event, but set me concretely on a path of trying to do things that that made a difference. Wow, that is fantastic. Knowing that, well, one can make a difference at the same time, a, a lot of the um, satisfaction from doing that accrues. You know, I, 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 I always, I felt when I was in Thailand, and I've often felt here too, that, uh, you know, I get as much out of this as anyone else does. I just, uh, when I meet return volunteers, I, I almost can spot you guys it's, uh, and know you in your communities because I would use this word, a purposeful life. Uh -huh. and, um, yes, yeah. And when we look, when I went looking at the fabrics with you, um, you were, you know, you remembered the, the, the context of the fabric, the pajamas you wore, the, uh, the tribes, the Karen, and etc. You remembered the tribe names, mm. like people who visit Thailand as just a tourist often don't know that. No. So no, it was very a, different. It was very different. Taking my husband back four years ago, he, he had traveled a lot when he was younger, but never, uh, he never had the opportunity to, to sort of get to know a culture and get to know people, and he was just amazed from the get-go at how different it was. Yes. And he loved it there, just, just loved it. And not only did you serve us for four years, you also served on the board. I did. And how long was that? I'm trying to remember. Probably four or five years. My goodness. At least three or four, and I 
could have been as long as five, I don't remember exactly. But I was a, a, elected as a return volunteer representative from Ontario. Okay. I, I wanted to tell you that we added up the number of hours, and so 15,000 volunteers in 50 years, 35 million service hours, one hour for every Canadian. But you and many like you are the exception. I did the average of one year per volunteer. Uh -huh. So you're you're. <laughs> I was four years in time. Four plus yeah. the service in Canada. Yes. And then on behalf of QSO VSO, we can't thank you enough for your service. I hope you'll enjoy meeting people at the 50th. Well, I will, and I can't thank QSO enough oh, for it's, its providing the opportunity. I actually have one other story. story. Oh, let's go. This story is a very contemporary. It's an old and contemporary story. All right. I have a nephew, a 24-year-old nephew, who is now in Thailand, in Chachang Sao teaching English at the university in Chaching Sao. Um, he went as a traveler uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, probably a little more than that. Um, and he asked me to talk to him about Thailand before he went, and I did. And I asked if he'd like to meet my couple of my friends in Chaching Sao. And he was quite keen on that, and in fact contacted them by email. Um, and before he even got there, he, he'd arranged to meet them. And uh, my friend Ajahn Palmsi had had said, because Ross had indicated that he might, he, he, he wondered if maybe he might like to stay and work. And she said, well, I, I, you know, I have a student that needs tutoring now, so if you'd like to try doing that for a couple of months. <laughs> well, he did, and he loved it. And people at the university were very taken with him and offered him a job teaching at the language center, which he took. And he's now been there for a year and a half, teaching uh, at the university in my old town, <laughs> my old haunt. And he, uh, initially, he said everywhere, uh, he, it, he ran into, he met people that knew me and he met them through the university, because I've now been back several times in the past few years and reconnected with people in the university and in the town. And whenever he came across someone who knew me, they would all comment on on, on how, I, how I spoke Thai well. And, and I think I was one of these people who was very fortunate in, in just having some natural ability oh. at learning languages. And, and I, uh, I apparently, according to most of them, speak it without accent. Really? Yes, so I'm told. Um, and I've, I've worked on it since, since, you know, in the past four years, too. But it did come back to me very naturally, so, which amazed people after 30 years. So I think Ross spent his first six months continually hearing about how I spoke Thai. Oh, your auntie and when he was Thai well. Yes, and when he was home in Canada recently just for a visit, I was talking to him on the phone and he immediately broke into Thai. I think he wanted to hear, <laughs> he wanted to speak Thai, but he wanted to hear about what it was that he'd been so, learning about from others. So but, maybe, uh, may I ask you to, uh, at the end of this interview now, to say something in Thai uh -huh. to uh, maybe the pe people in in the town that you that you served with in. Oh my goodness! Uh, let me just think. This is an minute. on the spot. <laughs> okay, so at Dika Kwan Chachang Sao, Dichan. 
DJ Mark me oga to Baibung Thai on T Ben Ben Yang Sao Yu Naha Ben uh Chop Ma Chop Richard Kon Thai Chop Yu Kon Yu Yu Protect Thai go um Kop Kun Ma Kuso uh Song Kon uh Song Dichan Baimung Thai. Oh, I have no idea what you said, but that was really good. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I, I put on the spot here, my grammar was horrendous. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing. When I, when I see some of the returned volunteers speak all these different languages. Um, so once again, thank you for your service. Thank you for being with us. And I hope you serve with us again. There's a lot of work to be done in social justice. And now with all your degrees and you may be preparing for retirement, don't retire. <laughs> I would love to serve with you so again, and I would uh, love to be put it to you know put whatever I've learned in the interim since I was there uh, to good use. Thank and you. Thank you, Cuso, for the opportunity, and thank you, Amanda. Oh, my pleasure. For this conversation. Thank you.